0: Uh, good morning, I am really excited to be here this morning. I just want to tell you just a little bit about myself. I grew up in central Texas in a little town called San Saba, and at about 15, I fell to call to ministry, but I grew up in the Baptist church, and so my first thought was, can girls do ministry? Because I didn't see a lot of women in leadership uh, in my own experience, but thankfully, I had a great youth minister who mentored me and gave me the opportunity to explore that call and to grow into it. And I attended Howard Payne University in Brownwood and uh, got my bachelor's in youth ministry there in 08, and then went back a couple years later to do my master's. Um, since college, I've served in youth ministry and music at uh, First Methodist Lampasses, at First Baptist Mineral Wells, First Baptist Hereford, and the Lord led my husband and I here to Canyon. At First Methodist in August of 2016, so about two and a half years ago and for about a year and a half I've had the opportunity to serve alongside Charlie and the rest of the youth staff, uh, which I've loved. so I'm thankful for the chance to share with you this morning from my heart. Um, before we dive in, I want to remind you where we've been during the month of February. we've been looking at different women from the Bible as part of our rise up, a Women of God series. Um, we first looked at Tamar and how she was bold and courageous in the midst of incredibly difficult and unfair circumstances. And then next we looked at Deborah and Jael who, even though they may have seemed like weaker vessels, that they were mighty warriors for God. And then finally last Sunday we read about Ruth and talked about her faithfulness, blessed not only her family but also the entire nation of Israel um, for generations to come. And this morning, the title of my sermon is Characteristics of a Godly Woman. What does it mean to be a a godly woman? And while my message does primarily apply to the women in the room, men, I want to encourage you to stay with me, because I have something for you, too, I promise. So uh, I think that uh, this morning, I want us to celebrate what a godly woman looks like, and I want us to um, celebrate the godly women in our lives, but again, my hope is that everyone in the room is going to get something from God's word this morning. When I think about the characteristics of a godly woman, I would definitely include this list, uh, these characteristics in that list. Um, courage, being a warrior for Christ, faithfulness. Um, but in fact, if I, try, I think if we tried to just list all the characteristics of a godly woman, we either A, wouldn't be able to finish it this morning, or B, we wouldn't be able to do it justice because um, there's so many important qualities of what it means to be a woman of God. But I think that our main scripture does a great job of summing up this idea. So we're going to look at it again. It says that charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs talks a lot about fearing the Lord, and the Bible as a whole mentions uh, fearing God over 300 times. But what does it mean to actually fear the Lord? I think in my own experience, I've most often heard and and said myself that fearing God is about having respect and reverence and awe for the Lord, which I think that is part of it. But as I was preparing for this message, uh, I've concluded there's a little more to that that I want us to to dive into this morning. And so I want to take a look at the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13. It'll be on your screen. Uh, It says, so now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. I believe that fearing God means having such a reverence for him that it changes the way we live, that it affects our daily actions and our thoughts and our words, that the fear of God is respecting him, but it's also obeying him and submitting to him. and so. My question then would be, well, what does that look like practically? And so one of my favorite scriptures is in Colossians, and we're going to look at that. In Colossians three, twelve through 14, Paul writes that, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I want to put these characteristics on the screen for you to look at. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness or gentleness, uh, patience, and forgiveness. And I don't want to take a long time this morning to define each of these qualities, because I think we should have a pretty good idea of what they mean and what they look like, but I do want to challenge you with a question. Uh, Do you see these characteristics in your life? Are any of them missing? Or do you feel the Holy Spirit stirring inside you that um, one or two of those that he's saying, you need, this is, you need to work on this, <laughs> hear me. Um, and so as we continue on, I just want that to be stirring in your heart this morning as we uh, continue to look at this passage. But also, I didn't forget the last line. We gotta look at the last line of what Paul said. He said, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Um, The NIV translates that verse as, over all these virtues, put on love, which bind them together in perfect unity. So over and above all these characteristics that we've looked at, we have to be women who love. Women who love our families, our friends, our enemies, and even complete strangers. Um, That is what it means to be a godly woman. So how do we do that? Go back to the beginning of the verse and you see how Paul uses this phrase. He says, to clothe yourselves, And I think that's very simple, what that really means. Everyone in here this morning did at least one thing before you came to church. You got dressed. Amen? (laughs) Um, Whether you picked out your clothes or someone else did, none of us showed up without any clothes on. Amen. Um, And I'm gonna be bold enough to assume that every day before we leave the house, minus those weird days where you maybe leave your PJs on and a baggy jacket and drop your kid off at the nursery, not that I've ever done that, But most days we all put on clothes before we leave the house. And in the same way, I think this is very simple, that every day we ask God to help us clothe ourselves with these characteristics. That through prayer and time with the Lord, and it can be as simple as just, God, clothe me. Help me to be compassionate. Help me to be kind. Help me to be humble. Help me to be gentle. Help me to be patient. Help me to forgive. Help me to love today, and every day. Um, I love that he says that over all these things you put on love. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, because I think sometimes it's like if you've ever forgotten to wear a belt, and it's kinda hard to keep your pants up all day, and it's uncomfortable. (laughs) In the same way, without love, all of these qualities and all these characteristics are gonna be hard to demonstrate in our life, because we have to have love. We have to be people who love. Now, for the men in the room, I told you I had something for you too, right? First of all, please hear me when I say that being a godly woman can be a struggle. There are so many pressures in our world as women to appear a certain way and to perform to a certain standard and to have families that are perfect or look a certain way. And sometimes I think it can be very difficult to exemplify these qualities that we've talked about. And so, my first call to the men in the room is that when you see a woman in your life and especially husbands, when you see your wife exemplifying these characteristics is to celebrate her. Um, Craig Groeschel said in a series he did on marriage that when you think of something good, say it. Say it without hesitation. Um, We long for your encouragement and your affirmation when you see us honoring Christ as women, and so that's my first encouragement to you is to celebrate the women in your life when you see them doing these things. The second thing is for more for the single men in the room, my prayer is that even now you would be aware and intentional in the woman that you seek to marry one day, that you would remember this verse in Proverbs, that charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Be patient, and when you find a woman who God, uh, of God who obviously seeks to clothe herself with these characteristics, pursue her and know that she is worth waiting for. And finally, I would encourage the men to not forget that the passage that Paul wrote in Colossians is not written to women. That even though I think that list very um, clearly demonstrates what a godly woman would pursue, that uh, men are not exempt from demonstrating these qualities. Uh, Sometimes our culture can be guilty of celebrating only the parts of men's uh, character that are strong and protective being a leader and a provider, which are great qualities of a man, and very important, but at the same time, men must also understand that they are called to clothe themselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, and love. And so, my call to you is to celebrate the women of God in your life, but to also follow their example and clothe yourself with these characteristics as well. Before I end this morning, I just wanna share one story with you about how a godly woman in my life lived out this passage in her actions to me. Um, And honestly, I don't know that she really knows what an impact she had on my life, and I'm, um, I I thought I was good, (laughs) but I may get a little emotional. Um, I had my first baby in April of last year, and he is a cute baby, right? (laughs) Um, He is a sweet baby, but those first six weeks were really hard. I had no idea what I was doing, not that I do now, but, (laughs) I was also very sleep deprived, dealing with postpartum depression and trying to figure out how to keep this tiny human alive. And Christy Ibarra is our church's financial secretary and she told me on multiple occasions that if I ever needed anything to just ask. She said, even if you need you just come rock that baby, you just let me know. And at about week three, I was really struggling one day and John was crying for what seemed like forever and I texted Christy. And as I was preparing, I actually went back to look at these conversations, because I was like, what did we really say? (laughs) And so I said, Christy, uh, I might take you up on rocking this baby if you have any time available. And that's hard to reach out when you're struggling like that. Um, But Christy said, "Um, you bet I do. You want me to come by now? And I was like, whenever you can come is great. (laughs) And she said, well, give me a second, and you'll never guess what happened. Right as she pulled up, John fell asleep. (laughs) I was like, really? (laughs) And I felt so terrible, but But she came in, and she gave me a hug. She said, you don't even worry about it. And she went back home. And five days later, it was another really hard day, and I messaged Christy again, and I said, hey, Christy, if you have any time, you want to rock little John, it's been a hard day. And she said, I'm going to be there. I'll be there. And she showed up, and she rocked John while I went in my kitchen, and I I cried. (laughs) And uh, she got him to sleep, and she hugged me, And then she went on her way, and I can't tell you how much of an impact those actions had on my life in such a difficult season. And what she did doesn't sound super extravagant, but she was a godly woman. She exemplified compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and she bound those together with love. In the same way as we seek to be godly women, we don't have to wait for big, extravagant opportunities to fear the Lord and honor Him with our actions. We don't have to be perfect women with perfect families who never embarrass us, or perfect children who never disobey us. Sometimes it can be as simple as rocking a baby or hugging a friend who needs us. So my question to you this week is, how will you be intentional about clothing yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for so many wonderful examples in our lives. Thank you for women that have uh, laid the groundwork before us and um, women who have picked us up when we're struggling and, and encouraged us and exemplified these qualities. Thank you for men in our lives that can encourage us and lift us up as well. I pray that this week you would uh, help us to keep those words in the forefront of our heart and our mind, that every day we could clothe ourselves with these characteristics and that people would know that we are your disciples by the way we love one another. Thank you, Jesus, we pray this in Jesus' name.